Sports on to what matters. It's Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the Morning, only on Newcastle Live. Well, it's so over the news at the moment. If it's not the NRL making the front pages, it's the Newcastle Knights deciding to make the front pages of our uh, of our newspapers and uh, leading a lot of our sports bulletins. Join me on the line now to discuss that and uh, round 21. It is Barry Tui from the Newcastle Herald. Good morning, my friend. Hello, Trace. How are you? I'm good, thank you. It's never, ever <laughs> quiet when it comes to... Uh, to this end of the season, is it? It's always busy, but it's uh, not normally as crazy for our Newcastle Knights. Well, not normally, no. But it's um, yeah, it's been a very ordinary week for the for the Knights. A very ordinary period of time for their from a playing point of view. But um, it sort of spilled over outside of the playing arena this week with um, the the clamour business um, after their. Well, I thought it was probably. In my memory, Trace, I was only thinking about it the other day. Um, in my memory, having having covered every just about every night's game since they came into existence, I, I, I don't think I've ever been as disappointed in the team as I was at the weekend. And they, look, they only lost twenty four ten against the Bulldogs, but I thought it was one of the worst performances I think I've ever seen from any night's team in the history of the club. That's a big call, Baz. It is a big call, mm. and I st- say that because. You know, their form at home this year has been disgraceful. Uh, the way they've played at home, some of the score lines at home, they're coming coming towards the back end of a very ordinary season up against a club that uh, or a team that I know has won a few games in the last little bit but has been down the bottom of the ladder for most of the season. It should have been a game the Knights, uh, you know, were desperate to win. They should have been desperate to give their fans something after what they've given them this year, which has been nothing. Um, and they came out, and I reckon in the first, I, I knew, well, they, they, even the coach afterwards said he knew in the first two sets they were in trouble. Well, you knew straight away that they just weren't there. No. And, and um, you know, the, the playing group's got something to answer for. The coaching staff's got something to answer for. It was just a very, very poor defensive performance in the first half. And then in the second half, when the Bulldogs lost the plot, with their attack, um, the Knights were terrible with the footy. Um, so they had, we had both ends of the spectrum in the game. I just thought it was a it was a really really poor performance. And as I said, the the, the worst performance I can remember. Now, and, two... and look, the team's the team's been beaten by sixty and yeah. seventy in previous uh, previous uh, seasons, and and I left those games um, feeling better than I felt the other day. There's been two big things come out of that game, obviously. Um, the first thing was uh, the ego. I, I don't know what possessed Adam O'Brien to uh, to do what he did in that media conference on Sunday. It, uh, it beggars belief and it made no sense whatsoever. And he tried to backtrack on Tuesday, which made it even worse. But the other big issue, of course, is uh, David Clemmer um, and his show cause for, uh, for abusing Hayden Knowles. Now... The story behind that is that he was asked to come off. Now, he didn't want to come off. The team were playing like bustards, as you said, and uh, he was asked to come off. He showed heart. He showed soul. He wanted to stay out there, but he was pulled and he was yanked. <sighs> Two wrongs don't make a right, but wow, it, it, uh, it seems, uh, seems a bit overkill by the Newcastle Knights. Oh, look, it's it's definitely overkill. Um, well, there's a little bit, and there's more to it, obviously. When, when I mm. say more to it, there's I mean, there's no previous incidents or anything like that. But obviously, 
Um, the fallout from the game on the weekend, um, O'Brien in the press conference obviously said some stuff that he <laughs> that he wished he hadn't have said afterwards and took it back, as you said, the next day um, about his association with Melbourne and the Roosters and knowing what, what it, what's needed to win, uh, that sort of stuff. Um, then we had the situation basically on the Monday um, where Parramatta tried to get Clemmer for the rest of the season. Um, the club knocked that on back that on the head basically because um, I think they wanted Parramatta to take him for longer than just the season at uh, the end of the season trace and, and when that didn't happen when Parramatta didn't want to come to the party there uh, the deal was off um, and then we find that um, the next morning um, yeah the, he, he gets dumped from the team firstly uh, not selected in any team. Um, and then later that afternoon, we we find out that uh, he's been given a show cause notice um, about his abuse or about his refusal to come off the field, and then abusing the trainer um, as he did come off the field. And I think there was a little bit after that as well. Now I'm not condoning what David Clemmer did at all. No, um, you can't speak like that to a, to a trainer of Hayden. Well, Wilson's. you can't, and, you I, and can't I don't do think it. it. I don't think it's the first time this year that he's probably had a little a few words to say when he has been. Um, hauled off the field because Clem, Clem loves playing for a start and he loves playing big minutes and and um, and a lot of the time he, he doesn't like coming off so um, you know I, I can understand him and he's obviously as frustrated as hell with what's happening and how the team's been playing that all boiled over now why the club made the decision to publicly do what they've done mm. I've got no idea why that couldn't have been handled on the Monday um, in house uh, he could have been fined in house and no one would have known about it. Um, I, I've got no doubts in the world that the, the CEO, Phil Gardner, has decided he wanted to make a, uh, an example of Clemmer. Uh, I'd say he's he's probably had a gut full of the performances of the team as well as, as everyone else has. Um, he's probably making an example of Clemmer, but I also think that there's a, an ulterior motive there, and that's that um, you know, the club's got Clemmer on, on their books for next year at 800000 uh, and they're not going to re-sign him beyond next year. I think I think they're probably trying to uh, offload him uh, for next year, and, and maybe this is the catalyst to make that happen. It just it doesn't make sense. He is the he's the best forward that we've had out there all season. He's he's leading from the front. He's playing so well, and yet we want to dump him. I just there's obviously deeper something deeper going on there, Barry. Well, he, look, he's he's um, he's been the night's best player. I don't mm. doubt that. Clem's played. Basically, he's been very consistent, played as well as, you know, every week just about he's played really well. I know he's, I, I do a four, uh, I do a three, two and one player of the year mm. in, in the column each Saturday and he's seven, seven or eight points clear of Dom Young. I think he was second and Daylight third. So, mm. um, I think that he's been, easily been the best player, but that's, to be honest, Trace, that's a blight on the rest of the team yeah. um, that, that Clem's so far in front in the Player of the Year awards. I mean, Clem hasn't been dynamic or he's just been really consistent um, right through the year, but no one else has, apart from Dom Young, no one else has done any good, which you know, I think's a blight on the rest of them. But I think I think the scenario is with Clem, you know, they've got three, well, they've got the two Safidis and they've got Clem, three sort of big lumbering forwards who in the modern game, in the, in the pace of the modern game, the Knights don't believe that they can carry that, that type of player. And given that the Safidis are younger, even though they've been poor this year, um, they're younger, then uh, I think they're, they're looking at the fact that Clemmer will be the one to go. 
Mm. Um, now, if that's at the end of next year, that's fine. It's at the end of next year because he's got a contract next year. Yeah. But if they can get him out earlier than that, and I'm surmising this, if they can get him out earlier than that, it, it'll free up whatever it frees up and they'll be looking to strengthen the position or positions that they need strengthening, which is the half. Now, the other... That's, uh, that's my theory, Tracy. Yeah, look, I agree with you. It's $800,000 that they can uh, they can free up straight away. As you and I know, Clement is very, very popular in that playing group. He uh, he leaves from the front, and apparently some of the top players are really not happy with uh, with O'Brien and with what's been going on and the way that this has been done so publicly. Are you seeing that Adam O'Brien has lost that dressing room? Oh, look, I, I think that um, Adam O'Brien is struggling with some players. I don't doubt that. I don't know that he's lost the dressing room. And, and to be to be honest with you, Trace, I, I think he's had nothing to do with what's happened with Clemmer. Mm. Uh, I think that's been taken out of his hands. I don't doubt that um, he was unhappy with uh, Clemmer for not for not coming off. And I think Clem's apologised to O'Brien via uh, either a phone call or a text. But um, I don't think um, O'Brien, if O'Brien had his way, he would have picked Clem this week mm. and it would have been all over. I think there's a bit of surprise within the organisation that it's escalated like it's ex- escalated. And I don't know why, you know, the, the performance at the weekend was bad enough. There's mm. there's all sorts of rumours floating around about the coach's future. Why do you, it's like putting petrol on the fire mm. to, do what, to do what they've done with Clemmer publicly. So I, I don't know why they've done it. Um, but uh, as far as O'Brien's concerned, well, he's been guaranteed that he's going to have the job um, going into next season. So uh, I don't think that'll change. Um, so if the players, if there's players there that can't play under him, I think there's a few leaving already. But if there's others that can't play under him, they'll, they'll probably be invited to leave as well. It was very interesting. I mean, the whole uh, the whole way this was handled by the Knights, it was very adversarial. You know, I mean, the bottom line on the media statement was, you know, no further correspondence will be entered into until the show cause hearing process has been completed. Now, that's adversarial to start with. I mean, all you're doing is putting everybody on uh, on edge going, there's something more to this, there's something more to this, they're shutting it down, they're being quiet. You know, it, it was a strange way to have handled it. Well, they got it wrong in the first place because they dumped him from the team in the first instance, mm. which I think was four o'clock. But then that it was, was before they and, mm. and everyone saying, "Well, where's what's happened to Clem? Why isn't he there?" So instead of if they were going to, you know, put out a show cause notice publicly, then that would have been the first thing that um, mm. they should have done. Yeah, uh, not according to six. Yeah, and then obviously not pick him in the team that afternoon. I, I can't work out the timing of it all. Look, I can't work out the whole process no. at all, Trace. As I said, um, it's it's. I wouldn't say it's trivial. And obviously, the Hayden Knowles, the trainer, has probably blown up deluxe about being treated the way he was treated. Maybe I don't know in there, but um, to me, it's it's uh, normally normally speaking, and it wouldn't look. This sort of thing happens at. A lot of teams, there'd be a lot of players out there that would blow up about the fact that they thought they should have been on longer and, and weren't happy coming off. You've seen blokes kick chairs and that sort of stuff mm. when they've been replaced and had something to say, but it hasn't been handled publicly like this has been handled. So I've, uh, that's why I think that um, it's just maybe Phil Gardner deciding that he needs to, to make an example of Clemmer and he needs to make it public to, to get the right effect with the rest of the playing group. I, I've tipped the Tigers this week. Mm, I would have so tipped them anyway, but, mm. but I'm, I'm uh, and you know, I just can't see the Knights players reacting positively to what's happened in the in the past few days.
on the weekend. I agree with you. I just I don't see how uh, how that can be fixed uh, that quickly. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. We're talking NRL and the Newcastle Knights with Barry Tui from the Newcastle Herald. Baz, let's get on to round 21. Oh, actually, no, 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 no. There's something we have to do before that, isn't there? Oh, well, you're going to remind me about last week or something, are you? Uh, the sharks Rabbitohs game? Yeah, well, mm-hmm. i tell you what, Trace. I'm, if I was filthy on Sunday after the Knights game, I was also <laughs> filthy that Latrell Mitchell missed three bloody attempts at I goal know. there. Hey? I Can you know. believe that? I, it, no, I can't because I was sitting there going, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Yeah, no, can't believe it. I, 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 that is a lucky one, mate. That is a very lucky one. I'll, uh, I'll happily admit that. But boy, what about some upsets? The Eels over the uh, over the Panthers. Yeah, well, you talk. We talk about just then not believing that Newcastle could maybe win at the weekend because of what's happened. Well, no one gave gave um, Parramatta a chance. And look, obviously Nathan Cleary got sent off. Mm, that made a know, big pretty, difference. Pretty early in the first mm. half, but at, even at the time, Parramatta were right on top. Mm. They were up for it. They've done it before, and it must be so frustrating for Parramatta fans to know how well their team can play when they when they're on, but then when they're not on, how poorly they can play. So, yeah, it was a it was a really good performance, and it just shows um, that Parramatta. You know, if when the crunch comes, obviously no Mitchell Moses for a couple of weeks, mm. but when the crunch comes, they are capable of coming up with a performance that will beat anyone. Um, it's just whether they're on on the day, I guess. Mm. Consistency is not one of their uh, strong points. No, not at all. We get underway tonight. It's uh, 7.50, the Roosters taking on the Broncos. It is a Roosters home game. I've gone for the Roosters tonight. Yeah, I've tipped the Roosters. Um, it's, it's in Sydney. I think the Roosters are sort of... Uh, yeah, I'm not, not 100% sure about mm. how far the Roosters can go, but I think they're um, they're certainly on the up. Um, and they've, you know, Tedesco's playing out of his skin. Uh, no Carrigan, obviously, for the Broncos for the next month. He'll he'll be a big loss for them after that hip drop tackle that ended mm. Hastings' this season. Um, so I'm thinking the Roosters will win. Okay, then uh, you're, you're in my favourite team in the whole wide world. The uh, the Melbourne Storm are taking on the Titans uh, six o'clock. It is a home game for Melbourne. Um, I've gone the Storm, um, but you know what? The way the Titans, the Titans could do anything to you and I. You never freaking know what they're going to do. Yeah, no, nah, they won't win this one. I hope not, because I really no. don't want to see another loss. The, no, uh, well, we we need we need well we need. From a Knights' point of view, we need the Titans to get beat, mm. keep getting beat too, because um, we don't want that one to No, I'd rather not. That's what we're competing for now. The Sea Eagles mm. are taking on uh, the Eels. It is uh, it's a Sea Eagles home game. I've uh, I reckon the Parramatta Eels, even though we've just spoken about consistency, I think they can put it together. You don't. Yeah, no, Mitchell Moses, um, Manly at home. I thought they were outstanding last week. Given that they had their seven players out, I thought that was a wonderful performance from Manly. I hope the Knights players were watching that performance mm. because uh, they showed a ton of heart and, and stayed in the game after it looked, you know, in the first ten minutes, it looked like oh, how far the Roosters are going to win this. And, and Manly dug really deep. I, yeah, I think they'll galvanise, and I think they might beat beat the Eels. But you know, who knows? There's a few of those this weekend, isn't there? Who knows? Yeah, the uh, the Bunnies are taking on the Warriors uh, at 3 o'clock. It is a Bunnies home game. You can't go past them, can you? No, you can't. They'll win. No. I, I think they'll win. And look, my advice, and it's probably been out there this week, my advice 
um, to the coach of the South Sydney, please don't move your fullback. If someone in the centres gets hurt or wherever, leave your fullback at fullback and don't do what you did last week, yeah. please. <laughs> Because it stuffs up your tipping competition, doesn't it? Well, he's, uh, Mitchell, look, he played Origin in the centres. I know that. I know that. But at club level, you want him roaming around doing what he does um, and you don't want him confined to one side in the centres. So don't do it again, no, please. It's what he does best. Now, this is the second uh, game that you and I are differing on. Um, it is the Raiders taking on the Panthers. It's a home game for the Raiders. I can't believe I'm going to do this, but I'm going to take Sticky's boys. Okay, well, the Panthers won't have their two halves, mm. um, and the, the the Canberra Raiders have been haven't been anything flash, but they've they've just you know they've showed a lot of heart. They've they've they're everything that Newcastle isn't, to be honest with mm. you. They um they have as I said they they're not flashy. You know they're not going to blow a team away generally. That, that they they grind out games, and this is the type of game. Given that um, they've got to keep winning to make the playoffs as well, this is the type of game that you could be right, Trace. But I just think um, Penrith, even without Cleary and and Lulawai, I think um, I think they can bounce back and maybe get away with this. We'll see, won't we? The, we will. The, uh, the I'll, bow, I'll bow to your brilliance if, <laughs> I wouldn't. if you get up on this one. I wouldn't. Um, the final game for Saturday is the Sharks taking on the Dragons. Um, I can't see the Sharks getting beaten. But, I, but as I said, no. weirder things have happened. I said that about Panthers last week. Yeah, look, the Sharks have been pretty consistent. I think they've probably had one, one or two really poor performances all year. The rest of the time, <clears throat> even when they've been beaten, they've been... Really consistent. The Dragons, for me, you know, they were competitive for oh, a little bit more than half the game last week, and then just fell in a heap. I'm not a, I'm a Dragons fan, but I'm not a uh, Dragons lover of the way they play. And there's drama there, obviously, the, with the assistant coaches getting the sack there. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't think, um, I think the Sharks will win. For sure. I still can't believe they did that, Baz. I really can't. Pete Gentle is such a gorgeous guy. He he's so knowledgeable. It, yeah, there's some weird things going. There's some weird things yeah, going well, on in NRL overall at the moment. That's what when when pressure's on, Trace. That's what um, how people react. Mm. They they look for someone else to blame or a scapegoat mm. to to e- e- try and ease the pressure. And um, in that scenario, that's what the Dragons have done, or the Dragons coach mm. has done that. So. Well, someone should teach the Newcastle Knights that uh, to deflect attention away from your coach, don't bring in David Clemmer. That's uh, they, they, <laughs> someone should talk to, tell them about that one. Um, the Sunday two o'clock game, it's the Bulldogs taking on the Cowboys. Um, the Bulldogs were, as you said, they showed heart. They weren't fantastic, um, but they're not going to beat the Cowboys. No, I don't think so. Um, the Cows certainly showed what they can do in the last 20 minutes against the Dragons last week. I, up until then, you know, it was, a, it was a pretty tight game. The Bulldogs, you know, they're playing with a lot of freedom and, and doing some, some good stuff. Um, you know, I, I thought I thought they were going to beat the Knights by 40 last mm-hmm. week at half time, but they sort of fell in a bit of a hole in the second half as well. So, yeah, I think the Cowboys have got too much to play for, but... You know, the dogs all, they won't, you know, die wondering. They'll certainly throw the ball around and, and try a few things. So it could get interesting, but I think the cows will win in the end. And the final game, uh, <laughs> Channel 9 must be ruining this day, but uh, the final game is a television game. It's the Tigers taking on the Knights. Um, I've gone the West Tigers. Yeah, I've gone the Tigers as well. I think uh, their form in the last couple of weeks, even though they've now lost Hastings, and which will he'll, he'll be a big loss because mm. Brooks is out as well. But uh, young Jock Madden from Scone, he gets an opportunity um, for the latter latter part of the season to, to play top grade. 
Adam Dewey's a really good player, played well last week. Um, they're at Campbelltown. The Knights are, you wouldn't know what sort of a rabble they'll turn up with and, and how they'll play, but uh, you'd have to think the Tigers will win. I think everyone will be tipping the Tigers. And yet again, it's potentially a, uh, a discard who could uh, who could come a cropper, you know, could uh, actually cause our loss. You know, there's been so many over recent weeks that, uh, you know, players that are former Knights that have been let go for, for obvious reasons, but uh, yeah, <laughs> Jock could be the latest of them. Well, they could be. Stafford Teller might be another one as well. Mm. Uh, they've got a couple of ex-Knights in there that could um, could shine at the weekend. Obviously, Jake Karaz scored the hat-trick against the Knights <laughs> last week, so <laughs> maybe it will be Jock Madden or Stafford's <sighs> turn this week. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, you, you couldn't write the script. You really couldn't. What is the podcast this week, my friend? Well, the podcast is actually um, <clears throat> something I dreamed up in the shower before I went to work yesterday and, and was... <laughs> Way too much was, sharing. <laughs> Let me finish that. Um, <laughs> and it's basically a, 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 an hour-long chat with um, with Max McKinney from the Newcastle Herald talking all things nights about the dramas and the trials and tribulations of the past week and even talking O'Brien, talking the halves scenario, but a lot of it was on Kramer and a lot of... Um, a lot of Twitter mailbag stuff from just gruntled fans who are tearing up their memberships and all sorts of things. So, wow. yeah, yeah, it's a, hopefully a good listen. Now, obviously, David Clemmer, um, he uh, normally has an article in uh, in today's Newcastle Herald in the the League Liftout. It's not there today, Baz. No, it's not. His column isn't um, in the paper today. For oh well, I, I think he he rang and and uh, let the boys know that um, he wouldn't be filing a column this mm. week. Um, he was apologetic, but I think from a legal point of view, you know, he could have he could have written a column, I guess, about something else. But it's pointless um, with what's happening in, in surrounding him. And from a legal point of view, he's got to front the West Board next week. I would imagine mm. early next week. Um, um, about the the latest the latest scenario. So, and look, he he could have some legal representation there. I, I, look, I don't know exactly mm. what's going to happen there, Trace. But um, from his point of view, I think he he probably thought the the less said from from him, the better. Until he fronts that hearing. I think that's a very very sensible idea. Not the least of which being uh, it's the best thing for the club as well. Yeah. So mm. we'll just have to wait and see how that plays out. But certainly hasn't been handled great but look it's not as I keep telling people it's not the first time there's been some controversy in the club they've had all the drug dramas in the past and and plenty of other scenarios where yeah and exactly right so um you just got to ride it out I guess for Knights fans at the moment we're just kind of sick of it, though, Baz. I mean, you're like me. You know, I've, I've been sitting in those uh, in those stands since the you know the, the foundation days. You know, I was there as a foundation member, and you know, you sit here now, and I, you know, this is embarrassing, but I couldn't be bothered going. Yeah, look, and I'm sure there's others like that. There was nineteen thousand there last week, Trace, and I can't believe I don't that. Know how, how many thousand were. Bulldog supporters, mm. but I reckon there was, if there wasn't half, it was pretty close to it. So, wow. um, if it had been the Gold Coast or someone like that that doesn't bring bring anyone, well, there might might have only been ten or twelve thousand mm. people there. So, <clears throat> you know, the the Knights have they've been blessed. The, the club's been blessed with the with the um, fan base that they've had in since they've come into the comp. I mean, 
they've they've turned up just about every week. It doesn't matter how where the club's been positioned or how they're playing, they've turned up and and they continue to turn up. But there are some people out there that are probably start, just starting to have enough mm, uh, of what's going on. Mm. So. Disappointing. Yes, really is. Well, thank you, my friend. Have a wonderful, uh, wonderful rest of the weekend. And uh, yeah, we'll see how uh, we'll see how those tips go again. Let's pray, pray for a miracle this weekend. Sorry? <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, Baz. Have a wonderful one. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks, mate. Bye. That is Barry Tui from the Newcastle Herald. He joins us each and every Thursday as we talk NRL and the Newcastle Knights. Wow. A lot going on, isn't it? Who would have thought all those weeks ago when we were playing so, so well at the beginning of the season when we had that victory over the Roosters? Who would have thought that this is where the season would be at this point in time? It is just heartbreaking. Uh, it's just uh, just horrible, isn't it? Success often uh, wipes out some of the things that are going on behind the scenes, but uh, when the success is not there, it certainly shows the cracks. With decades of media experience, Tracy Mack brings you a smart, fast-paced morning of news and entertainment with special guests and major newsmakers for your morning fix. Join Tracy Mack for Newcastle in the Morning, weekdays from 9, only on Newcastle Live.